0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Matt Report somewhere lost at sea between season five and season six. That's where this episode lies uh, with two friends of mine, uh, now friends of mine, that uh, have been putting out an email uh, newsletter strictly for WordPress uh, called Master WP Weekly. They're on issue 37, 38 by the time at the time that I record this. So, of course, head on over there and sign up for the newsletter if you want to get this kind of information. They're doing a lot of sort of headline news in the WordPress space, but they're also sprinkling it with some uh, other industry news technology and sort of maybe other web standards practices however you want to label that and they're they're giving you a good mix and i i have a lot of thoughts on this because as a person who creates a lot of content uh, specifically for the wordpress space there's a feeling in the air that a lot of us are just sort of burnt out from it or maybe there's not as much exciting news anymore because hey the industry is shifting a bit and we've heard a lot of um chatter around that in the last six to eight months or so So I'm always excited to talk to people who create content, um, you know, specifically with a WordPress focus, because I want to learn, you know, why it is that they they do this. Are they just trying to build an audience? Is there some other sort of... Um, passion behind this, that they that they continue to create WordPress-focused uh, content. And I think what we're going to continue to see is we'll definitely see people still doing it. I see a lot of podcasts cropping up still, uh, you know, focused on WordPress, but I see a lot of them sort of going the wayside. Uh, you know, my good friends uh, Brad and Pippin recently spinning down Apply Filters, which was another great developer-focused podcast. Um, and uh, even my own podcast, sort of the cadence dropping just a little bit as I, you know, do uh, some other other stuff with the folks over at Pagely, um, you know, and some other personal projects that I'm working on. So um, definitely an interesting time in the space. I think what we've seen is a downtrend uh, for sure, Uh, but uh, I I think there will be a rise, uh, you know, in the near future. I think as that roller coaster, uh, you know, if you can envision that roller coaster, we've sort of gone up uh, to the top of the hill and we've come back down, Uh, but eventually we'll go back up again and there'll be just some kind of uh, refocus on what it is in the WordPress space that we focus on. Um, and I think that, uh, I think it'll actually get even greater. If I were to forecast, I I, I think that the presence of WordPress is actually going to get greater, but it's going to be a little bit quieter, uh, before that storm hits, right? The calm before the storm, uh, that kind of thing, uh, whatever cliche you wanted to throw at it. But I think in the future, we'll see greater, uh, WordPress content from other sources that we don't normally see um and uh, i don't know what form it's going to take but I, I i that's just sort of my prediction uh, which is why i'm not giving up on the uh, the wordpress angle anyway uh this is a great conversation uh, between these two gentlemen alex and ben how they met why they came up with this idea and where they really see uh the future of this newsletter going Um, You know, no hints at at a membership play or anything like that if you're sort of concerned like, oh boy, I'm going to join this list only to be sold a a membership in the future, that kind of thing. That's not sort of on the radar, at least not from our conversation. Uh, But just two guys looking to put out great information, great content on a consistent basis. Uh and uh if you have ideas on your own email newsletter, WordPress, or something else, uh this is definitely worth a listen. Go ahead and dive in. Uh, and I love a five star review. If you can on iTunes, just go ahead and search for Matt Report or WordPress Podcast. You'll sort of find me there. Click on the links on MattReport.com, that kind of thing. And as always, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. Let's get into the show. Loving your email newsletter. And, and I really want to get right into it. And maybe along the way, you can uncover uh, what you folks, are, what you gentlemen are both up to. But masterwp.co, in a world of so much WordPress news, this is a refreshing take on some of the stuff that's going on. So number one, I applaud you. But number two, why are you guys crazy enough to do this?
1: Um, well, I really like newsletters. <laughs> 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 And my thesis was that uh, I want a a beautiful, high quality email newsletter that you can look, actually genuinely look forward to every week and no one's doing it. uh, Therefore we should do it. And we've done it and uh, people like it. Do you, do you agree
0: with that viewpoint?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think we were bored of all the list posts and uh, just like, here's a new theme and uh, the generic stuff, so we were trying to get to things that WordPress developers or WordPress users would find useful. Mm. so we, we don't just cover like how to use WordPress and that sort of thing, but we have interesting apps and business ideas and uh, sort of stuff that might be more useful to developing your business or the things that you do with WordPress rather than just specifically about WordPress.
0: There are WordPress users, and then there are like diehard WordPress fanatics (laughs) and I've always found that really it's just the WordPress diehard, diehard fanatics that care about some of the stuff that we're talking about. So I'm curious sort of to uncover how the both of you sort of see this fitting in with maybe your general purpose user, or do you not even see them, you know, sort of subscribing and and really acting upon some of this information that you're putting out?
1: To some extent we're part of the problem because uh, it's explicitly targeted at WordPress professionals. Right. Um, and how do you reach people who are interested in WordPress? Then there's the, some people come to sign up because they hear about it from their friends, but their friends, are typically the hardcore users. Um, and, and you know, that, that's fine for now. Um, to, to get started the, we're, we're, uh, roughly just under a thousand subscribers right now that's, that 's that 's fine um We can do that for a while um, do I see us becoming a bridge between like the 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 people who use it occasionally and people who spend their full time um that is not something we 'd explicitly thought about um and indeed. We, we talk about things that interest WordPress professionals, but if I guess you could you could talk about professionals in a, in a slightly broad way. We have people sign up recently who uh, uh, who I, I didn't know, but uh, their email addresses are from uh, big big companies that where they I, get, I presume they're full-time WordPress developers, which is pretty cool um, but like say my my mom has a WordPress site, is she going to sign up? At this stage, probably not. Mm. And that's okay for now.
0: You both have sort of different businesses. Um, Alex, you're doing uh, marketing for maybe WordPress professionals, WordPress product people. Ben, you've been in product for a little while now, quite some time. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you really see this as a good marketing platform for for your respective businesses, or do you actually see it going somewhere uh, monetized and, and, and greater than you know than what we have out today like if you looked at maybe something that is close to what you're doing might be like a post status where there's a newsletter there's a membership and there's a there's a um, uh, in-person event like do you see yourself moving in that direction or something totally different
1: I think post status does post status really well and uh, there is no there's no demand to compete with that and we, we don't really want to compete with that
2: yeah, I don't think we, we set out to do this as a money-making thing, at least not initially. Um, yeah, we, we don't plan to create anything like private or uh, clubs and Slack channels and all that sort of thing, like post-states. Uh, but we, we're we just going to, I think we're going to evolve because we, we've got the sponsorships and we've been sold out for that for like four or five months now. And we keep raising the price and people keep paying us money. So... <laughs> um, I guess we're doing something right.
0: Sounds like a recipe um, for success, if I've ever heard one.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's, it's covering costs at the moment, and it's, it's, we're quite happy with it. We like where it's going.
1: It's yeah, great. but it, but it, it's early days, um, and uh, we'll. For now, the plan is to just to do a good job, and that's the main thing. Um, yeah, and and we can take it from there.
0: That's great. Uh, again, again, folks, for, for those of you who are listening, if uh, this is a first uh, Matt report that I've had where somebody actually called in on the phone. So uh, you can all thank Ben for that. Hello. Uh, <laughs> so if he sounds a little different, uh, that's the reason why I had some internet connectivity issues. Um, so, having said that, you, you mean monetization—not first and foremost. Uh, you mentioned that sponsorships are covering costs. What what is the cost uh, to do something like this? I'm sure folks out there who are curious who who can't even get their own newsletter off the ground, never mind a, a collaborative newsletter talking about you know n- you know news topics, newsworthy topics. How do you keep this thing floating uh, uh, week to week?
1: Okay, here's the secret. There's a, there's a three part <laughs> plan. One is uh, spend at least an hour on the design
0: <laughs> it sounds like it's shaping up well already
1: this is this is uh hardly groundbreaking but uh most newsletters look rubbish we wanted to make a newsletter that looked nice fortunately ben is a great designer mm-hmm. so uh, uh i i could say i wanted one pixel to the left he would do that for me um two is that something like this lives or dies by the content and um, a curated newsletter is fortunate that uh, it can pull in all the best content. And there needs to be stuff that people haven't seen already. People need to know that they're gonna open your newsletter and find something interesting. Um, so, so you need really high quality content. But the where we really add value then is adding a little summary, a little commentary piece. And, and in recent weeks, that's become uh, news commentary as um, we've had things like Gutenberg and Reaction and so on um, have been the main stories. And that wasn't the case maybe like 30 issues ago, which is interesting that that's happened. Um, And then the third point is consistency. So uh, if I was doing this by myself, would I manage to send it once a week without fail? (sighs) Probably not. I could probably do like 20 issues, but as I'm sure you know uh, from doing the podcast, it's hard. Mm -hmm doing these things consistently. So, uh, having a kind of, having a co-host, a kind of accountability buddy, um, who is disappointed if you haven't written your thing by the end of Tuesday night, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our three-step plan. Yeah, yeah. If you do those things, then it's going to work. I've done newsletters before that like a good, but, uh, say, haven't looked good or they're good sometimes, but they're good every other week when I bother to send them. And this just does all of those
2: things well.
0: Ben, does Alex miss many of those Tuesday deadlines?
2: Um, no, no, he's pretty good. It's normally me that misses him, I think. Oh. <laughs> he, he did send it early the other week, though. He's got a flat wrist for that. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I set, it sends out every Wednesday
1: at 3 p.m. UK time, and uh, I was tired. I was overworked. I was rushing it on a Tuesday. I was in a coffee shop that uh, closes really early, So I was hurrying to get it finished. But instead of pressing schedule, I pressed send. But no one noticed. (laughs) I actually noticed.
0: And then I saw your your tweet.
1: Right. So when I tweeted it, uh, it probably got more attention than it would have done otherwise.
0: Uh, What do do the technicals look like? Are you sharing Google Docs? Is it a Trello board? How do you come together collaboratively to get it all shipped out and buttoned up?
2: It's a very big google doc we just add links throughout the week and then on monday or tuesday we do our commentary and we take it in turns to actually put the newsletter together um so uh, whoever's collab- collaborating or, or collating it also um they do that normally on a tuesday evening and then the other will uh, edit it and proofread on the wednesday before it actually gets published
1: yeah and it's just it's just copied into a mailchimp template mm-hmm. um so it's consistent.
0: And Alex, you had um, experience in the past sort of doing content around WordPress and that, is, that was through WP Shout. Um, if you could just give the listeners a just sort of brief history of that and, and how you got into it and then transitioned away from it, but sort of found your way back to it, <laughs> uh, if you could.
1: Uh, sure. So uh, when I was 16 years old, I wanted a website uh, and this was what, this was 2009, 10. uh, And uh, I I was trying to review video games. And and when you're a teenager, I I discovered that uh, if you said you were press, you got free video games. Um, So I made a video game review website. I didn't know how to use the internet. I ended up with WordPress. I wanted to customize it, but being 15 years old, I did not want to pay anyone to customize it for me. So I started learning. Um, And that's how I got into, I guess, very basic WordPress development. Um, And I was learning how to do things, but uh, there there were one or two sites which would tell you how to do things, but for the most part, I had to work it out myself. Um, So I thought I could make my own website, uh, also built on WordPress, telling people how to use WordPress. Um, so that's why I created WP Shout, um, and that was really cool. I, I ran it for a couple of years whilst at school, um, and, and it did well, and it grew. And um, I guess it also had a mailing list, um, but the problem with that one was that uh, there was no unique value in it. It was just sending the article each week. So I guess that's the lesson we've taken for, for this one. Um, so when uh, four years ago, when I started university or college, as you call it in the US. Um, i decided I, I was i kind of had a, a a bit of a tension with the site because it was it was becoming more of a wordpress development site but i was more into the, the kind of fluffier marketing stuff um it became clear to me that was what i was really interested in um so i tweeted that i wanted to pass the site on and uh, a guy called david hayes replied to my tweet and was like i will buy it from you for a nominal Dollar sum, um, and Fred and David have done a, a great job running it since. Um, but as developers, they uh, are not so keen on marketing. So when I wanted to go full time um, after I graduated to do kind of marketing for people who don't like marketing, uh, it made a perfect fit. Fred and David don't like marketing. Um, so in the last year or so, I've been able to help them with their products. Um, it's been a really fun journey to kind of come back on board for it.
0: It's uh, the gift that keeps on giving. Apparently, <laughs> you, you sold it, made a little cash, and then you went back to to work for it. So that's that's pretty good. Um, a lot has changed in that industry and in publishing, especially for WordPress news. As as small, I don't want to say small, but, um, you know, uh, we talked about sort of the 1% of the 1% before there's very few people that really, really care about the cores of WordPress versus, um, you know, the how to of WordPress, right? So it's a, it's a, it's a big, a big difference and, and content and ranking and getting found in search has changed a lot, uh, over the years. Um, the theme business has also changed a lot. And Ben, that's what you do, right primarily is is uh yeah. theme at design.com tell me what the theme business is today how are you navigating these waters and, and how do you foresee it yeah. uh <laughs> unfolding for the for the next year or so
2: um so for me i am i live into selling themes um but selling themes on my own site that's not good (laughs) Um, you don't make uh, it's really hard to compete there there's a lot of competition and I don't do marketing like many developers Uh, or rather I try to but I'm not very good at it so I don't get anywhere Um, so I make most of my income through selling themes on WordPress.com I was lucky enough to get on there in 2012-ish and yeah I've now got 20 themes on there I think which is I think I've got the most of any of the sort of third-party developers um yeah and that's how I earn a living uh as for the future I I think it's going to change a lot um especially with Gutenberg coming up um yeah I think it's going to be less about sort of all the PHP and the the templates inside and more about styles and making Gutenberg look really nice. Um, And especially since Gutenberg's going to be moving to a site builder, having like custom blocks and things. I I wonder if the themes are going to become a bit more plug-in-y with the the way that you develop. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to change a lot in the next couple of years, uh, themes as we know them probably won't exist um so yeah, we we,
0: we certainly won't find you criticizing jetpack on this phone call then <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, i like jetpack i've been yeah. i've been singing its praises a long time yeah although you, you're notice I to your jetpack remove advertising thing in the last newsletter so. yeah yeah um that's no, great.
0: It's great. And, and and I've actually, I don't think I've actually had anybody on the show that primarily sells through .dot .com. Um, so you're definitely the first there. Uh, do they communicate to you at, at like, I don't know, like maybe like an Envato might communicate to their theme authors? Well, even though I hear that they rarely do now, but do they treat you like a marketplace? Do they sort of uh, I don't know, give you any kind of insights or marketing help or upcoming news that otherwise the, the open community wouldn't get to maybe help you with your business? Or is it sort of just crossing fingers there that you're going to keep making sales?
2: The crossing fingers one. Yep. Yeah, they they don't really. They they used to give us um, heads ups, but a few times information was leaked and they don't know if it was us or someone else, but um, they've Stop doing it so far ahead so now we, we don't get uh, much notice at all when things change sure um, yeah uptick
0: in, uptick in sales at all now that folks can install themes through Jetpack or how is that sort of played out for you
2: um, I don't know yet Our, the stats that they give us are a month behind um, because they have like a 30 day refund period so I'm Waiting for them to to update the dashboards and show us the jetpack sales but the the sales since they introduced the uh, new business plan like a they've a cheaper plan that now has all themes uh, we can use any premium themes on and sales since then have have improved a lot so um it's going quite nicely on dot com at the moment and how do the two of
0: you come together was it through you know ben needed marketing help uh, just that you guys are sort of local to each other how did it all just make that how did you both make that connection to start what you started
2: it was ages ago wasn't it i actually um, wanted a job and uh, we'd spoken before that hadn't we uh, that's why you came
1: yeah um so ben was familiar i guess with my work on shout
2: um, yeah, and we, we both had video game sites and we'd spoken about that and we, we once were talking about making a premium theme together, it was like years and years ago.
1: Yeah, um,
2: we, we, we first worked together seriously when
1: I emailed Ben asking if my friend James could have a job, because <laughs> 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 yeah. I for a video game company, and Ben said no, do you want a job instead? <laughs> so I said sure. <laughs> <laughs> Poor James. I know, James got a, a poor end of the deal on that. Um, yeah, but no, I, I did social media for the uh, casual gaming company. Ben was at, well, and I was at as well um, for a year, and that was good fun. But that was a couple of years back.
0: Let's, let's just briefly, um, you know, talk about maybe what, or how maybe the two of you perceive uh, the, the, the future Uh, of WordPress and what that might be right from your different uh, perspectives, maybe, maybe one from the marketing perspective, maybe one more from the design and and product side, or however you might see it. But I mean, lots of talk with Gutenberg and, you know, are we just chasing the Wix and the Squarespace of the world? Um, Is it going to be this developer focused platform? Um, are folks going to be able to still build these custom big solutions with WordPress and is it going to be the right solution? So, Alex, starting with you because I just noticed Ben dropped off. <laughs> uh, yeah. what do, uh, how do you see the future of WordPress unfolding? Is it uh, a better blogging system, a better CMS? I mean, what is it? Where are we? Where are we going?
1: Right. So, uh, I'm quite bullish on the idea that we don't know and that that is scary. I think that, uh, and I I got some relatively fairly got some slack for this. Uh, Got some stick for this. I, I, I was claiming that saying that Gutenberg is what you would build if you were automatic, trying to meet automatics strategic and financial objectives. I think Gutenberg may well be what you were what you would build if you were trying to make WordPress better. In the interest of WordPress.org, but you would not necessarily do it. Um, and, and how that tension plays out between automatic and the, the community WordPress project um, is, to me, the really interesting tension. And so far, it's been automatic gets what automatic wants. But um, whether that continues, it's, it's hard to say.
2: Mm
0: praise Jesus hallelujah. hallelujah! Somebody finally said it uh, other than me <laughs> um, you know it's one of the most th- th- this has been the the most interesting feature slash you know business pivot I guess or um, whatever you want to label it as that I've seen WordPress take uh, not only because I have a quote unquote builder uh, a horse in the race here mm-hmm. but um but primarily because when WordPress wanted a e-commerce platform, they went and scooped up uh, WooCommerce. Um, lots of page builder choices out there uh, and, and, and lots of good page builder choices now. Well, actually, maybe not lots, but one or two really good, solid page builder choices out there now, which didn't exist, uh, you know, three, four years ago. I would have imagined that Matt would have just went out to, let's say, Beaver Builder, right? And said, hey, guys, you guys look like you're doing it the most WordPress way, how much do you want? <laughs> I mean, that, that was my perspective of it, and I see Gutenberg as something like we're going to do it our way, but for the way that's going to work best for dot com, and that's the way I see this one unfolding. Like they had a bit of a chip on their shoulder, where they maybe looked at some of the products out there and said, "No, no, that's not the way it's going to really fly with dot com. We we need to sort of recreate the wheel." Um, I don't know any any thoughts.
1: I think the uh, the comparison to draw is um when the 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 menu builder was first introduced Mm -hmm. i don't know what what release that was but it was it was a while ago um and woo themes had their own menu builder um and it it was all right i think um and the big thing was that Core was going to copy it and it started out as though oh we're just going to copy all of the code but it turned out that they that the whole thing ended up being rebuilt and it looked totally different. I think that's the parallel here. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you could have start, you could have quite reasonably just taken, say be of a builder, um, and and maybe saved yourself a year in the process. But I think the, the demand would have been that, uh, we need to do this our way. And it quite plausibly would have been rebuilt, over time. So I guess you can make the argument, why not rebuild it from scratch?
2: Mm. Yeah, I probably.
1: don't, yeah, I, but yeah, the, the speed with, with, uh, with which it's happened has been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. And yeah, I mean, you can draw a straight line from, uh, uh, people like John Mader coming on board. Yep. Uh, he gave this incredible talk at WebCamp Europe this year. Uh, he was He was talking about uh, design and how this relates to WordPress, and I, he just he got it so clearly it was incredible um, He was talking about how uh, when we we tell people we have a five minute install, but then we accept them to spend two days just trying to crawl through this forest of plugins and themes and what does any of this mean he mm-hmm. was you, Gutenberg just looks like something that John Mayer would just be Saying this is great, and he's someone who, who I thought really gets it. But but you can draw a straight line from people like him coming involved to automatic raising more money a couple of years ago to I don't know an IPO in a couple of years. And and how does WordPress fit into that? When there's this big tension between .com and .org, that's right. the question that we're dealing with. And and I think the the reason this is flaring up now so much is that historically it's not been a problem because the interests of, of .com and .org have been the same. And this is the first time that people are wondering if they are the same. Mm. It is quite possible. And I think to some extent they are. Yep. Um, I would, I would, yeah. But yeah. I mean,
0: uh, I, I would actually, even, yeah, I, I would even argue that we saw this starting to, to formulate, you know, a year to a year and a half ago with Jetpack, right? With the monetization of Jetpack and some of us sitting back going, hmm, That's, uh, that's, it's interesting, right? Because for so long we were sort of maybe force fed is, is a harsh word, but you know, force fed, force fed that eh, plugin, charging for plugins isn't, isn't the nicest thing to do. Um, and then, uh, we all knew we were all doing it, right? There was always a a premium plugin space, but it's just uh, sort of maybe frowned upon a little bit. Um, but, uh certainly, with the the uprising of monetization at every angle <laughs> within jetpack uh, not, you know nothing could be clearer that look it's time for it's, it's business time right it's no longer and,
1: and plugins Ben will tell you that well it's, it's really interesting to say from Ben hearing that uh, we as a theme developer who is makes his, primarily makes his living from selling dot com themes just we don 't know mm. what's happening i find I find that really scary in a way that uh People who sell on.com don't, which is probably why they are doing it and I am not. Um but the it's just this huge unknown. And in the long term, as a theme seller, you're just selling a commodity, right? And I think that looks really scary for for the little guy as WordPress starts sorry, as dot com starts to get more aggressive. In yes. the long term, there is no reason to have independent sellers say, Why why do that when you could offer everything in house?
0: That's correct. Yep. Um I see Ben's connected but I don't know if we have his audio. Hello? Hey, there he is. Oh yeah. Not I'm yep,
2: not sure. Trying not,
0: sure
2: up. not
0: sure. Yeah, not sure if you caught that that last bit from Alex but sort of just the uncertainty of a, a, a of being on .com, right? And sort of understanding where is this all going, right? Are you going to eventually just cut us out and and, and maybe cut out pr- premium theme sales altogether? Um you know the the struggles of trying to just make it on your own by having your own solo stand up shop, um, you know. And any yeah. any thoughts on that, and how do you sort of safeguard the future of your business if if you can at all?
2: Um, specifically on .com, uh, yeah, it's a concern. Especially they've uh, stopped theme submissions at the moment, so we can't submit new themes. Um, but based on how the other subscriptions have been going. I've I mean, they get 50% of our sales, so I know their income's gone up. So I'm I'm hoping they'll keep it going for a a while longer. Um, Yeah, it's a concern. So that's part of the reason I started projects like this with Alex, and I'm considering other things. Um, But I mean, it's it's not going too badly, and I I don't think they're just going to cut us out just like that. Um, especially since they sell themes through Jetpack now as well, right? Um, so I, I think we've got some stability for at least a couple of years, at least until they have Gutenberg fully finished and the whole site builder uh, made, which I think is going to take a while. if, they, if they've taken a, a year for the the post editor, so the full site builder will take a lot longer.
0: Do you see either of you? Um, maybe sort of shifting gears and, and focusing on, on other pieces of software, or is WordPress going to be it for you? Um, my good friend, Scott Bollinger recently, uh, got super famous on the internet <laughs> by talking to a, a, a Shopify conference sort of seeing, or a conference that had a, a, a heavy, a heavy take on Shopify. Um, you know, with sort of that environment, right, the, the a, a charged up ecosystem of, of developers, vendors, that kind of thing. But, you know, also pointing to some of the plugins and, and themes that they sell, even though they might not use those same labels, but they have a marketplace of sorts. Um, yeah. Yourself getting interested in that space at all and maybe sort of venturing out into those directions?
2: I have certainly considered it yeah (laughs) yeah i've started looking at the the themes on places like shopify i mean i I started looking quite a while ago Mm -hmm. because i was thinking about making shopify themes that matched my wordpress themes so that people could have a a wordpress site and a shopify site that match um so yeah i think it's an an interesting thing to to look at for sure
0: alex how about your direction
1: i can put on my cynical hat for a minute (laughs) i I sell marketing services and people are having people who've uh, been able to get by perhaps without thinking about marketing selling wordpress products for the last say 5 years uh have problem with sales they want to look at marketing i can help so <laughs> i mean to <laughs> that extent, i'm uh, quite happy right now yeah but i mean it's not impossible these are all trans everyone will say these are transferable skills right yeah um for sure. and i i am re- really invested in this going well and uh Part of the reason I'm prepared to have like mildly outspoken opinions um that that mean people like sub sub message me on slack <laughs> it's quite, like, slightly controversial thing yeah. talking about dot com about automatic and uh, is because I, I care about the future and uh I'm, like prepared to to put those two cents forward so right it's yeah it's i think most people will tell you that uh, if it came to it, sure they would uh, do something else if there was no alternative. But well, not not alternative. But if if the market was looking that way, but I think most people will uh, also want the best outcome for WordPress. Right.
0: Right. And, and I'm in that, I'm in that same exact boat, uh, you know, as you is when I, when I put out my pieces like Jetpack is not, or excuse me, WordPress is not easy and, 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 and disabling Jetpack uh, upsell ads. I get the same sub tweets, the same sub slacks uh, of, you know, you're never going to be allowed to go to a WordCamp US. <laughs> you know, you're never okay. going to WordCamp. Uh, and it's like, look, there, I, I am not against these these products, um, and I'm not against Jetpack uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I, I, I think they should succeed and they should exist just with clear definitions between what is automatic, what is .com, what is .org. Um, because I'll tell you that I feel like the recent stand against React, those are the types of things I want to see our fearless leader go against, right? Like, or, or, or fight for us for, for the freedoms of the software and the GPL and, and making sure that our open source platform exists for years to come, not necessarily upselling people into a better contact form through Jetpack. Um, you know, and, and, and those are the types of challenges I want to see him, him lead for us because I too care about this platform. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. let's end this on a lighter note. <laughs> uh do, do do the both of you still enjoy video games are you both playing video games still to this day uh if you want to admit it on the air yes what's the what's what's the what's, what's the game of choice is it is it player unknown battlegrounds 1.5 million active players the largest game team in some years is it is it that no okay no i
2: i, I don't have much time to play these days um but I, t- I tend to play Nintendo games, console yes. games. So the nice. last game I played was Breath of the Wild on the Switch.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, well, from what I've heard, it is uh, it goes down as an instant classic of uh, of the. It's this very film.
2: good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Alex, how about you? Um, I'm afraid I've I've kind of moved on a little bit. Um, I, I spend my evenings reading philosophy these days. It's it's. it's... <laughs> It's up too fast. <laughs> yeah, well, you
0: say that, but I'm going to check your Steam profile to see how many hours you're in.
2: Uh, <laughs> I have a
1: Mac now. I, I, well, I'll, ch- I'll check
0: your Blizzard account. I'll check your Blizzard okay. account and see how many hours of Hearthstone are in there. Um, gentlemen, uh, this is a great conversation. Um, we are out of time, and I'd love to have you back, but where can folks find you on the web to say thanks, Alex, starting with you?
1: Well, you, you, you could uh, get our... Our newsletter that would be a, a great place to start it's masterwp.co.co um it's sent every wednesday unless i send it on the wrong day by accident um yeah and it's free and you can have it uh, if you want to say hi to me i'm at alex denning on twitter or my website is alexdenning.com and ben
2: um i'm binary moon on almost everything so binarymoon.co.uk is my website at Binary Moon on Twitter. And my WordPress theme site is prothemedesign.com. Awesome.
0: Everybody else, mattreport.com slash subscribe to join my mailing list. It is not as pretty as theirs, but it does the job. <laughs> uh, if you want to stay connected, that's the best place to do it. And I'll see you in the next episode.